Lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat in the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in toll-free 888-994-4995, Studio A, right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Midday Show. Midday, midday. Happy Friday to you. How do you like that song? I'm feeling low, low, low. That was by Doc. Doc, I like that song. 
I haven't heard that song in a little bit. We should be Peyton playing. Peyton Z. Yeah, he's got a new one the kids are working on. The kids. Josh is working on doing a new music video with Nikki. His next music video from Peyton Z. Do we have an idea of when that's going to be ready? Two weeks. All right. We'll have a new video coming out two in two weeks. Let's have a um, let's have a publishing party with him. Bring him in. Bring we'll him publish in. it and everything else, and have a glass of wine and give it its due respect. Sounds good to me. How you doing? It's kind of a nice chill Friday here, right? I know. It's nice and quiet. Oh my gosh. I can, I gotta tell you, I could totally use it. It's been it's been a week, but it's we, been a good week, busy we, week. We did our TikTok thing. I gotta tell you something, not for nothing, my hip hurts from doing that. You can't cross your legs without falling over. We gotta work on your balance. I need like an old man's bar to hold on to. You gotta work on your core and your balance. I have core. You just can't lift one foot up off the ground. Well, you didn't say that. I could do this. Look like a bird. <laughs> <laughs> just cross over any leg into the whole thing. You know, when I was your age, I used to do that. Now I cross and I keep going. That's true. <laughs> And I go in the opposite direction. You notice I fall. If I cross right, I fall left. We got to get you into more, you know, core exercise. No, and then you got to do Jackson. this and that and that and this. is very complicated. It's a whole complex thing. I'm a tick-tacker. I'm a tick-tacker. A tick-tacker. Oh, Lord. Anyway, we've got a guest. Is she joining us? Where is she? Do we have her on the line yet? <sighs> All right, she's frozen. All right, so we're going to keep going and see what we've got happen. We've got a big event happening on Thursday. That's next week, right? That is next week. Expressions of Life at Sunscape, and it's in partnership with the Walks and Alzheimer's. We've got 13, 13 artists, Chelsea, I think I sent you. Yeah. 13 artists and two amazing singers. J.C. Driesen's going to be there. Megan Foley is going to be there at Sunscape of Boca Raton. Check it out right here in Boca Raton from 530 to 8. It's to celebrate Boca Festival Days and bring awareness to our community. To this great town that we live in at the end of summer and to partnership ticket prices all go towards walks and alzheimer's which is always a great cause and sunscape is a new senior living facility it's assisted living and memory care and is, is it not beautiful it is it's like the white house it's beautiful inside would you want to live there like yeah. do you see living i put my like, papers in i think so for the rent that you pay now living there with food three square <laughs> And a pool? Watch out now. All Watch included. Out. You could be the entertainment. I am the entertainment. I know. Man. You can cross your leg if you're sitting down. This is And he why doesn't I, fall over if he doesn't sitting down. I'm holding down. on. Because you fall over. <laughs> you know, last I'm night was a long wise. night. Last night we did a lot of sh I did a lot of shows last night. You know, not for nothing, but we're going to be doing four shows there at night. Lights and production so people can see us. So if you're going to be part of this entertainment, you get to stay there watches in the mist we're going to be tucked to the right watches in the mist as we do a show live so frank's going to be there frank and richard doing artist loft and then you've got i'll count you and your doctor then you've got making money with laura sanders and meet the experts with mike velarde so we'll have to see if he's coming in or what we're going to be doing with that that's an interesting one that one we, we have to pre-plan yeah that we have to do a little bit of planning with but you know now that we're post all the new thing all these diseases and all these things that were post. We're able to do a lot of things virtually. Post-pandemic and huh. everything is now can be done virtually. So we get to spend today's show going national. We're going to be in Philly. We're going to be in California. We've got a lot of guests. We've got Roycey joining us and Roycey has booked a guest, but I think she's frozen. So we have to get that connection all set and going. But while we're doing that, the crew has given me um, some updates on what's happening in the news. Well, 
Lizzo, you know Lizzo? No. You don't know who Lizzo is? Yes, you do. The amazing thing to me is that Simon Cowell found her. Who's right? Lizzo? You got her back? Lizzo. So Lizzo is, she's a singer, she's a dancer. She's a plus size singer and performer. What does she sing? So what happened to Lizzo? So one of her former dancers is suing her. She's in a lawsuit for sexual harassment and abuse and body shaming in awful conditions on tour. The other things I don't know about, but body shaming, and I heard Lizzo come out and say, this is Lizzo, I've lived my whole life in body shaming. How would you even think that I would do that to another person? She shamed somebody else? That's what the accusation is. Anybody have a picture of the other guy? Girl. Girl? It's a woman. Right? Isn't it a woman, Chelsea? Yeah. It's a woman. So, and Lizzo, of all people, she says, of all people, this has been my life. And she I found fame later. And they're suing it. her for that. I now, don't tour it. conditions, I don't know. Abuse, I don't know. But not body shaming for her, for somebody's size. That's just crazy. Tour condition is, is what you sign up for. Sorry. What was the other one? Abuse, sexual harassment and abuse. Sexual harassment. That's this is the Lizzo. Singer? Yes. Oh, look at the dancers. She's all about empowerment, she right? Hires, like, that are bigger. So she hires people that are bigger, and they are all upset because she's shaming them? Allegedly, she's shaming them. Another one next to it. Hello, sorry. Um, she's basically body shaming these these like people, um, which are her big girls, which are her dancers, that she literally had an Amazon show about it because she wanted to hire plus-size dancers. So everybody's really confused on how she's getting accused for body shaming, calling people fat and right. gaining weight when she hires these people um, like, because they don't look like a typical quote-unquote dancer, but they dance their butts off for her. Like, like well, look at, look at Lizza. So it's, that's crazy accusations in my mind. I don't know, but she's getting right? sued hard by like, yeah. She's getting sued hard by one person? No, by multiple dancers. dancers. Multiple dancers are suing her in, in a joint wow, that has to lawsuit. do, that has to, I'm going to tell you, I don't think it's Lizzo at all. It has to do with maybe the ticket sales aren't doing well. The tour management is getting sued as well, tour management. and, and They, yeah. they want to change, management wants to change the direction of that show. I, I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. I know, that's crazy. All right, we'll go more to Hot Topics, but I think we've got a guest that Royce has been working on. Yeah, yeah, let's switch over to uh, Royce. You're going to do the introduction for Bill Gibson. I have to pronounce it like Royce does. All right, you want to do the introductions, Royce? Okay. Uh, she's a film cr critic. She does a film critic. She does programming and distribution. And uh, she's f a student in DePaul University for PhD student for phil philosophy. Right, and we m met with her in LinkedIn, in Young Entertainment Professionals Group. So that's all I know about her. All right. So in her bio, she is a programmer, educator, and writer, passionate about supporting the creation, distribution, and exhibition of visionary art 
and fostering inclusive, connective, and participatory communities around it. Sounds a lot like what we get to do here with our crew. Participatory. Welcome. Hello, I don't know if you can hear me. Yes, we hear you. We hear you. You're frozen on the picture, but we'll take your audio. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, how are you? We're wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. And Royce has been great at doing production, so we're really intrigued about how you do what you do. Why are you so passionate about this inclusion and distribution? Um, I believe that everyone should have access to art and creative experiences. I believe that as human beings, we create that kind of connection to our creativity. That's why it's really important for me to create environments where everyone feels welcome to contribute as well as create. And you do film distribution? So currently I actually do not work in film distribution. Film distribution is a topic that I am very curious about, that I have been educating myself about, but my main area of focus is programming. So currently I am the director of programming at Maryland Hall, which is a nonprofit art center in Annapolis, Maryland. And before that, I held multiple positions in different nonprofit arts theaters, um, as well as film, film companies. And what type of programming are you working with for hands-on? Um, right now, I am in charge of education, outreach, as well as gallery programs. Which sounds amazing. Because my daughter just moved there, actually, and she's going to be teaching arts at the lab school in DC. Wonderful. So it's all about inclusion in the arts. And I know Royce had gone through a lot of, a lot of questions, but a lot of these are on film distribution. Yeah. Yes, I received her questions. I'm happy to talk about what you guys want to talk about. So what do you think about the release of Barbie and Oppenheimer on the same day for distribution and inclusion? It was a serendipitous success. Usually when studios put together their schedules for film releases, they want to make sure that the films that they are releasing are not cannibalizing each other. So as you know, the target audiences for these two films have been vastly different, but there has been a serendipitous um, contact between the two films, which created a new event, a new kind of like zeitgeist movement where the marketing for both of the films came to support each other. So at the end of the day, it was a great opening weekend at the box office. And I believe that all the theater owners are really happy with the results. Yeah, because it's two totally different markets. And then I think people who you wouldn't expect, like who would have ever expected you to see Barbie, Freddie? Oppenheimer, yes, but you haven't even seen that well, one. Well, I didn't choose to go see it. I had to. But the funny thing is, it was planned that way. They put out, because like she said, they know who's coming out when, and they don't want to step on each other's toes. But those two movies, for some reason, they put them together, and it was a smash hit. I think Oppenheimer have bigger numbers than Barbie, but I think Barbie's gonna be... Uh, Barbie's more of a culture. Yeah. Actually, right. actually, Barbie outdid Oppenheimer by by double. Really, Barbie so was... Opening wow. weekend, yeah, opening weekend for Barbie is over 160 million, and Oppenheimer is around 80 million. 160 million for Barbie. Interesting. 
the way that whole thing played out. Yeah, so when you talk about the psychological aspects of Barbie, so let's talk about that then, because we've been talking a lot about that, that it really wasn't not in a movie geared towards young girls, as much as it looked like it was. The m overlying message, the deep-seated message of this, was much deeper. Yeah, so what's been interesting with that movie is that Mattel, who's the brand that owns Barbie, gave creative freedom to the directors and the writers to do what they want to do with the IP that they would hold. And at the end of the day, everyone seems to agree that they, they did the right thing. So they were able to uphold an a dated understanding of what Barbie represented and brought it into the present day through Greta Garvey vision, which really made sure that like when we were putting, you know, when we're talking about Barbie, we're talking about our present and not just about the past and not just about like a toy that children are interested in. So does this fall into the realm of what you're doing? You, you are really passionate about the ethics of filmmaking and film theory? Um, not, not necessarily. They are different components of my interest. My academic interest lies more on the side of ethics of representation, which is about what kind of subjects can even be represented on the screen. When is it moral to talk about certain things and in what way? Because as you know, violence is a topic that can be harmful if it is represented in ways that are not thoughtful, that are not in communication with the needs of the communities that it addresses. But then let me, let me jump back to that point that she just made, because I'm 61 and when my sister grew up with, with Barbie and Mattel and everything else. And when I left that movie theater, there was a young girl in her 20s that was crying hysterically because she was talking about that that movie was her life, uh, that she had had this image of what she should have been and how society had controlled her to be and all these negative things. So I, I think there's a statement you made is very interesting compared to watching Barbie from a different perspective, an older, younger generation. I think there's a world of difference in perspective on that movie. I, I was just trying to get your opinion on that. Absolutely. I think one of the messages that Mattel wanted to put out for the last decade of two around Barbie was that Barbie can be anything that she wants. Barbie is powerful. Barbie is able to like get her hands on on again, like any, any, any domain of life that she's determined in it. But there was a baggage coming from the way that Barbie has been presented about, you know, beauty standards, yeah. about what kind of like roles are appropriate for women. So this movie is recognizing that history, which is really important. It, it doesn't like push it away and incorporates it into a new form of messaging that speaks to these ambitions of young people and how they deal with societal pressures. Yeah, it's a good point. And what about The Sound of Freedom? That's You're going to ask get about out of my that head. one? Yes, I wanna, we, we haven't seen it. We, I'm going to go see it this weekend, I'm going I think. To. We haven't seen it, um, but let's talk about The Sounds of Freedom. I haven't seen it either, but it has been a complete surprise with regards to the numbers that it's been making. And the main thing is that it was able to find its audience. 
it's really important in, in film to know who your audience is and to be able to market to them. And Sound of Freedom, as an independent, a small independent, was able to do that and really outperform in the markets that it was addressing. And what do you think about the political statement it makes? Because we have an author in here who they've been trying to put a movie together for that, but feeling like politically it's not going to be accepted, but yet The Sound of Freedom has been widely well, it took, accepted. It took five years to get The Sound of Freedom released to get up there. They held it back for five years, is what I read. Again, I, I haven't seen the movie. I cannot talk about what it deals with, but what I can speak about is like how it's been a success in terms of its distribution. The distribution. What do you look for when you're trying to do film distribution? You're looking for your target audience? Well, again, I don't do film distribution, but okay. the people who are in that field are interested in what the current landscape is culturally, economically, socially, and trying to see films that fit those interests by different niches, by different groups of people. So the distribution for every movie will look more or less the same unless you are distributing a blockbuster that is supposed to you know, attract all audiences from all walks of life. But for smaller films, independent films, niche films, it is all about like knowing who your audience is and what would be the best mediums through which you can reach out to them. So for younger audiences, it's usually social media these days, but for older audiences, TV ad seems to be still working. It's really about like what the content is and how that message of the content can be transported to the audiences who are looking for something to see at the theaters. You know, it's really interesting because I was going to ask her, now with the strike, does this give an advantage to independent filmmakers? But I think that they have to, just like she said, you have to know, even as an independent filmmaker, what your audience is going to be before you put it out there. Because we work at the movie theaters here in Florida, and we have a couple of theaters that do independent films. They've always done independent films. But do you think that the landscape is going to change towards independent films, or are they not going to have the box office attraction like the others? It's a great question and really hard to really hard to answer. Um, just because that we are dealing with these double strikes but by the actors and the writers against the big studios doesn't mean that independent film automatically has an advantage now. Because first of all, many people stand in solidarity with writers and actors, and also they don't want to like step on toes. What the big studios are doing are changing their distribution schedule. So like Sony just like postponed a couple of their releases for the upcoming year because the actors being on strike means the actors cannot do publicity for the film. So they are pushing those dates so that the strike is resolved, hopefully in a way that satisfied all parties and that actors can go back to publicizing these films. Mm. Independents always have the hardest time. Nothing much has changed for them. I don't necessarily believe this is a very like advantageous time for them. The challenges that they face is still there for them. Mm. And tell me about the type of arts programming you do to bring the community involvement. 
So in my previous role, I was I started at an art house theater as a community programming manager. And my main role was to put together community events around film that created discussions for the community and enable them to like learn new subjects. And I had already the conviction that what's really important to serve to the community is these occasions where people can come together face to face and get to talk to each other through a shared topic and expand their horizons. And the events that I put together there were just like further evidence that this is what people are looking for. They don't only want to be entertained. They don't only just want to go out, but they want interactive experiences where they feel like they are part of a greater whole. So I took that experience with me into my current role. We have multiple outreach programs, which is all about finding people who do not have the means to participate in arts programs through their own means or because they are underserved when it comes to these kinds of like programming and bring them into our own venue and create opportunities for them to participate partake and perhaps even become artists themselves if that's something that they want to do with their life and what type of topics are you finding are most important or most intriguing right now it really depends. It can be anything from a very like unknown scientific topic to general discussions about politics or the climate. It really depends. I feel that it's better usually to keep it focused on one thing rather than making it about everything all at the same time. But as long as you are putting out programs that are trying to reach out to everyone in your community that are creating opportunities for everyone to come and be interested in what you are serving you are doing the right thing and the they do open discussions with and i'm thinking about some of the programs that we're putting forward mm -hmm. so maybe it'd be interesting for frank to make an open discussion on what the arts are doing through that or not doing right yeah absolutely yeah and and People also love hearing from artists. They love hearing about artist process, how they got interested in art. If you're talking about a movie, how that movie was made, what kind of like processes were involved in producing it, what kind of concerns the filmmakers had. People love learning about how other people are creating because it's very inspirational. And what's the response you're getting from the community? I, I had great responses. I, most of the time people left still hungry for talking about the thing that we have been talking about. They have expressed multiple times how these were their favorite events because they felt like this is something that really like pushes them to get out of their house. If you think about the current state of film with streaming in the last five to 10 years, how much it has changed and how we have been conditioned to stay on our couches also like during the pandemic these are the kind of things that bring out people out of their houses really push them to interact with each, with each other with people who they don't interact with on a daily basis and feel like yes there is still life out there and i should be out there have you brought it forward for positive topics as well as because politics is always an argument oh yes absolutely it, it's really it really depends on what we're doing. For example, we had events where it was it was an artist biopic, like we showed a film on Van Gogh. 
and then we did a short introduction on you know the life of Van Gogh and how the filmmaker or Spiala was interpreting that life and bringing his own kind of like vision onto the screen so there were we had great attendance for films like that that is fascinating really interesting right it's a whole different fresh perspective it's a whole different perspective on the arts i kind of like it and Moisey, how did you find bill gisu i found her from the young entertainment professionals group in linkedin and linkedin the young entertainment professionals group have you used this for a good source of connection on linkedin bill gisu a little bit i was more active about three years ago when i was doing my career pivot from academia into film and it's been a great resource for me. Shout out to Trevor, who put out that group on LinkedIn, if he ever gets to listen to this. <laughs> but it's really important because a lot of people, especially college graduates who were just like getting into the job market, were really having a hard time finding openings for themselves. And that networking opportunity that was happening on LinkedIn was beautiful. And now young entertainment professionals have live events in New York and LA as well as other places. And it's a great, it's a great, it's a great like support system for people just getting into media and entertainment. And what are you looking to do next with film? Where are you pivoting and transitioning to? Um, right now I am working on building a comprehensive film program at the organization that I'm in, Maryland Hall. So I have actually just last week finished my proposal to the leadership and I'm hoping to find new sponsorships and funding opportunities to bring my vision to life. Interesting. Which would include everything from daytime education programs for school kids to artist talks and lectures to screenwriting classes in our new media arts hub. It sounds like we should introduce her to Frank. Yeah, where, right? she's, where she's located at. Maryland. I'm in Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, well, Frank is here, so I mean, they could work together. Just a, a microphone and a camera click away. True that. You can actually do it digitally the way we're doing now. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know I, we had till 1230 for your lunch break, so I appreciate your time and joining us on the show. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful day. You as well. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. What do you think? I think she speaks really well about. Did you learn anything differently? Well, yeah. yeah, incredibly well spoken. I, as I told you before, I didn't met her in person. Right. I just saw her profile, and uh, we met on a young entertainment professionals group. But we never spoke with each other. Like we had like 100, 200 people with us. So. This is the first time I, I'm speaking with her. Nice job. It's interesting because as they keep changing our Florida school curriculum, right? Apparently they're taking away yeah. AP Psych now. and we're They're not taking it away. <clears throat> they're not taking it away. They want people not to take the class because of the standards of what they're putting on it. It's illegal for you to teach. LGBTQ. Yes. So they're taking that out of their curriculum. No. They're keeping it in the curriculum. Yes, but you're not allowed to, to teach, teach that during that course. So if so, someone wants to read it on their own in the book that it's probably been is, taken out of. Listen, 
Ladies and gentlemen. Are you talking about high school kids? But ladies and gentlemen, you got a guy who is president of the United States being indicted and his numbers are soaring. Yep. So when you start to suppress people from doing something, the numbers are going to soar. It's really simple math. Everybody likes to go against the grain. And all they're doing is making it worse. That's all they're doing. Yes, you can learn on your own until they take the books out. Then you have to go get the book somewhere else. But you know, so if they're changing that, arts are always the first thing to go in always. schools because of funding. Because we're putting extra security officers in the school, you've got extra mental health counselors in the school, you've got extra everything in the school except academic teaching and the arts, because that's always the first thing to go, physical education and the arts. So what Bill Gisu is doing, bringing awareness to the arts and in the community for kids to give them an opportunity to learn and have fresh programming and, and hands-on experiences. It's tremendous. Tremendous. This reminds me when I was growing up in New York, graffiti was everywhere. So they opened up finally, I think in the 80s, the graffiti museum. And all the graffiti stopped. They went into the museum and they were holding contests and you got monies and you got spray paint and you got contests and they went into different hotels. You go to Miami, they got beautiful graffiti museums down here, um, um, places where you can do this stuff. So you can't suppress creatives. Right, you can't. When you suppress a creative, you're in trouble because they're gonna find a way, catch you in the ride. I don't even think that they do that book anymore. No, that's one of the banned books. I read Catch yeah, in the no, Ride. That's a banned book now. But you know something? So is Dr. Seuss. Yep, banned book. There's something wrong with <laughs> those book. people who don't understand creative minds. Like they tell us today, find joy in the ordinary. So maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's coloring with your kids. All this, the new mandalas that are out for adults for doing coloring and meditation work while you're coloring. It's just... You're not typing on a computer, it's the creatives and the arts. But check it out. I think Josh is the happiest when he's editing or playing his guitar. But check it out, Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, that's some different. Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> versus Dr. Seuss. So you ban Dr. Seuss, but you let Fifty Shades of Grey. This yes. is just ridiculous. Adult this is interpretation. But in the creatives, in our space, creatives need a creative space. And you need, we're talking to Dawn about it today. Sometimes you need that quiet time to be creative, just to stop and breathe and get back on track and to think it through. And you see, and I disagree with that. I know you do. Because if you, what they're doing by suppressing this with the AP is they're creating quiet time. Let's suppress everything. There's nothing that gets advanced in that. She, well, I don't understand what she was trying to tell me, but I function in non-quiet time. Yeah, you but and I are mean, different that way. But that doesn't mean I don't carry quiet time here. You and I are different that way. That's right. It's perception. Interesting. Very All right. interesting. Nice job booking the interview. Nice job being a producer. Thank you. Keep it up now that you're here for another couple months. Now that she's 27, see, she's more mature. We should start <laughs> working on your renewal for the next three months after that. <laughs> I didn't even know that you were on a three-month deal. So they told me yesterday. I says, what? I says, give me a phone number. Give me some. I got to call somebody. She can't leave now. Thank you. I don't want to leave. So I don't want you to leave. <laughs> Things to do. I'm here for three months more. She's here until November, three more months. Yeah, well, give me the phone because I'm going to call. This is, you know, these three-month contracts, I, there's so many other things that she has to do. So she's going to be in the middle of something started, and then she's not here. Again, suppressing the creative. That is true. Mm. All right, more to come. We're going to take a commercial break. 
see what's hot on our music bed, what our crew puts together, and we'll be right back. Do you have an idea for a show or a podcast? Do you want the opportunity to be on TV? Ant Media Productions is partnered with True Oldies Real Radio Station and powered by many online platforms such as Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and even Amazon Fire to help amplify your impact. Do you want your voice to reach a wide audience? Call us today at 866-224-5422. There is no way to ignore it. You hear it on the news, online, from your friends and family. What happened to my money? Whether it got hit by falling stocks and bonds with the coronavirus, shrunk by a floundering 401k with low interest rates, and is riding the extreme ups and downs of the stock market with political elections. Many Americans are worried about their money and how they're going to retire. Help protect your financial future now and call J.D. Melberg for your complimentary book from a leading financial firm that shows you ways not to run out of money whether the market goes up or down. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms that can protect your money for a lifetime. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report summarizing the rates and benefits of annuities from hundreds of top-rated insurers, helping you to find ways to get up to 33% more income in retirement. That's right. Two books, both absolutely free, for calling J.D. Melberg. Help protect your financial future. Call 877-643-3015. Le Sorel Restaurant, home of the authentic Italian tradition, offers a large menu that consists of seafood, steak, homemade pasta, brick oven pizza, and homemade desserts including a wide wine selection. We also have the best bar in Boca Raton with delicious cocktails, homemade limoncello, cappuccino, Italian espresso, brandy, and other specialties. Open every day with a lunch and dinner menu. For more information or to make a reservation, contact lesorellerestaurant.com or call 561-235-5301. South Florida's Good Time Oldies. Now, Boca and Delray Beach have their own oldie station. Catch us on 95.3 FM. It's the greatest rock and roll hits of the 60s and 70s. Let's on South Florida's Good Time Oldies, 95.3 FM. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S.
us, I guess. Uh, oh, uh -huh. you got more music for us. I was gonna play. Let's see, music man, go. Okay, go hey, for it. it. They got right. you up. Hello. Okay. Here's a little Foo Fighters. You look a little tired over there. No, I'm not tired. But now that you said that. You need a rejuvenation facial? Very nice, Josh. Hey. Um, what is this? We had, this is a guest on our first show yesterday of Gypsy Soul, and her name is Sarah Kelman. She's the owner and founder of Sea Goddess, which is a spa and for aesthetics with an E. And she dropped off, I think they're cucumber masks. Yep. Yeah. Cucumber cooling. Would you like one? One sheet. So I think this goes on your whole face. It's actually a face mask? Actually yes. a face mask. Absolutely. And uh, we'll give you one of these away. So if you call, I don't know if they got the board up, but if you call us right now. 888-994-4995, Studio A. We're going to give a whole package away. And you if you call and book away. a service, they're giving a percentage off. Just mention Gypsy Soul. You want to give us the number? 20%. The number, 561 899 7 You're going to make turn sure that's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sarah. 561-899-7007. They're located at 1241 North State Road um, in Royal Palm Beach, 33411. So give them a call. Did, I'm going to tell you, she, can, she came She's with a machine. She's a lovely lady, right? That woman should be in the movies. Ever had a hydrofacial? No, I did not. And apparently the stuff gets into your pores and then you flush.
flush it out. It's like it's like a water hydrofacial. Instead of sucking out all your impurities with the machine, they flush it out with water. So have it's a you whole lot ever better. seen anything like that? I've done one before. How was it? It was nice. What's the difference? Instead of using a harsh machine on your face, when on dry skin, when it's like a vacuum where they suck out the impurities, this flushes it out with water and. I don't want to say chemicals, but different products that help cleanse your skin at the same time of flushing it out. This is amazing. She works towards ac acne facials, um, rosacea, rosacea, firm and smooth facials, dermaplaning, chemical peels, and microneedling. She does it all. So you know what dermaplaning is? I'm afraid to ask. You know how men shave every day? Their yeah. faces. Women don't. So dermaplaning is they take this fine razor edge, it's like a straight edge, clean all the dead skin off your face. Well, I dated a girl that they, they shaved every day. She lent me her shave, her razor. <laughs> Which is why men's skin is always so nice and soft. Women don't do that. You know, I discovered that. Do you know there's a secret? You take conditioner, put it on your face, let it sit for three minutes. Hair conditioner? Yes. And then you take shaving cream and you put it on top of that. And try that shave. It softens your beard. Try that shave. And if you have a straight edge, I don't. But if I did, I would love it. Why don't you get a straight edge? You don't go trust buy yourself. One. I ain't gonna go buy one. But my goodness, when you do that conditioner and then you put the shaving cream, it is unbelievable. But give Sarah Kelman a call, 561-899-7007, or go see her at 1241 North State Road up in Royal Palm Beach. I think you're gonna, you're gonna find this really interesting. If you call in now, we'll give you a, a kit that we have back here. Well, they wrote in and they said, Sarah, would like to come on our show one day and be interviewed. Because school's starting, so Denise can't come in, but she said Sarah would very much like to come in. I so tell you, she's we'll a nice lady, that. and that, was a, that show was really informative, and they delivered it, we were a little nervous. I'm really proud of Denise, right? She came in here, she's a teacher, she's an author, and she's funny as heck. And she, I said, you should really have your own show. And she said, okay, let's do it. She had her first show yesterday. No fear. No right? Some fear great elements. Whatsoever. And she says, I know I'm just going to get better with time. No fear. I, I mean, to get better will require her to go to outer space. But I thought it was a great show. I thought that the, she picked the perfect first guest. Yeah. I was like, man, look at that machine. And that machine looks like Star Wars. It looks like really interesting stuff. Okay. She walks around with that machine? No, I think it stays in her she studio. In the salon. She just brought it, which is why we set it up over there for power. It was a, it was a good show. Nice job. Call in and win the facial. Cucumber facial. And the kids are all going to fight for one because I think we promised one to see. Okay. She wanted to try one, so we'll give her one. A sheet mask. 888-994-4995, Studio A. So, you know, we were finishing up with Bilgisu, and you asked her about film releases and the writer's strike. So, apparently, many, many stars have now followed suit to The Rock and are donating mega money to the strike, to the actors, to help them out. And you know why that happened? Because they were listening to our morning show? That's right. We called The Rock, and he said, okay, I'm going to take care of it. And The Rock's amount has never been disclosed. Chelsea, do we know how much The Rock gave? Because they didn't say. They said it was an undisclosed amount. They tell me. Blake Lively, Oprah Winfrey, Meryl Streep, The Rock, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nicole Kidman, and many, many more are donating. Which means they're supporting these actors and the writers. So it's going to continue. But we talked about it. You're making $20 million, $22 million. Wouldn't you give up a million dollars to support right. uh, your fellow uh, brothers and sisters? And The Rock, I understand, he did not, they did not disclose how much because he's going to take care of 10,000 strikers 
I think for 60 days. Wow. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And I heard Taylor Swift made so much money on this My tour. My God, I heard She paid this. out $55 million to her, to her crew, crew, the trucking companies, the, the truckers. She gave them each $100,000. I carry everything for the setup and breakdown. Amazing. Did you send the bill in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> $55 million. million. Wow. I got to tell you, that's why she is numero uno. But they were talking about how many billions of dollars she made on this tour. Can you imagine? That's probably a drop in the bucket. Sir. But she, she put the money forward. Yep, you know, it's funny. Forward. I know you're not into sports too much, but Aaron Rodgers gave up $35 million on his contract that was guaranteed. He gave it back to the team to sign players. Did he? $35 million. I can understand $3 million. Man, I can even understand... How much is his contract? His contract was $110 million guaranteed. So he gave up 35 of that to give back. And then he spread the rest of the payments over years. But he gave back, here's a check back for $35 million to, so they could sign some other players. They could sign maybe two or three other players with that money. That's what teamwork is all about, right? That's exactly what it's about, and that but is who why. Does that? But that's what teamwork's about. That's what kids should aspire to look up to, not just, I want to be a football player for the money, but the teamwork and what that looks like. It's funny because when I was growing up, I always wanted to play Major League Baseball. And I even tried out for the Mets. Me and Corby came down one day to Port St. Lucie, and they laughed at us and threw us out of there. But I always said that if I was signed, I would have played for free. That's probably why I never played. What else do they tell me? The average age for marriage is increasing to over 25. I thought it was at 30 Which I still already. think is young. I'm thinking it was, yeah, I definitely think it's over than that. Go to 30. School and careers and all the things that people want to do. Royce, are you in a rush to get married? I'm not. First, I have to uh, find my career, actual career. Yep, that's exactly what find everyone's saying. First. Find your career before you get married. And it's funny because I got to tell you, they should put a warning label on a marriage certificate. Why? Because getting married, number one, is expensive and is detrimental to your health. <laughs> to your health. Yes. <laughs> to a lot of people's health. To no, whoever's getting married. I know. It's detrimental to your health. I because you're not the, the same person after you get married. It's just the older you get, the more you change and more people change and the harder it is to do all you have to do. I think I really wish when I was 20 that I had my brain today because I see the light. Now. I don't. No, you don't see the light. You see oh, it no, I see differently now. Oh, no, I see the light. I see the light. Listen, don't get me wrong. I love my boys. I love my kids. I love my family. I love it. But I should have waited until I hit my first million. Then get married. You know what they say, with every child brings abundance in itself. Otherwise, we'd always be planning and it would never happen. Where'd you get that from? My people say that. Your people. I bet your, your people, people say Your people have been in the desert for 50 years. We're wandering. We're finding ourselves. Wanderers. But it's funny because G-Man got a new car, right? And you and I did the same thing to his car. There are There's coins in it, right? There. Well, that's tradition. But not always. So it's all in his car. I'm 61. It's been tradition for my 61 years. Right? Always like that. And it's funny because... When I bought my brand new Maxima in the 90s, my first car was a brand new Maxima, and they were throwing money. I was a John Hancock, and they were throwing money in the car. I said, yo, put some zeros on that dollar. What's the matter with you? So they were throwing $100 into the car. I loved it. I wonder if I still have that. I must have collected five, $600. It wasn't all hundreds. It was tens and twenties. Where was that bag of money? I don't know. Maybe somebody took it.
you probably spent it on dinner or something. Hmm. They also tell me Tom Frinsky, a college student from Stanford University, created glasses that show live caption when someone is speaking. That's kind of cool. What? So instead of seeing it on a screen, you put on your glasses and you can see the words. It's like you're, it's like a teleprompter on glasses. glasses. That's what it sounds like. Yo, Brian, when you were in those, this is Mission Impossible stuff. Chelsea, do you have a picture of that? That's kind of cool. It's like your own teleprompter on your oh, glasses. Oh, look! I can see that. Can you imagine? Call 888-994-4995 and what a pri wow, it's in my glasses. I wonder how that gets programmed. It probably has a box, a digital box on the side. Interesting, and right? Wi-Fi, you can program it. You know, there's so much streaming now that there are some shows that I don't really understand what they're saying because they've had heavy accents. Got to turn on closed captions OTT. sometimes. The closed captions, something you just... I read the bottom. It was like with The Crown or some of the other ones. Even Ted Lasso, sometimes I'd have to turn it on. You know, it's funny. I saw a movie the other day and I had to read the... The closed caption. The ca ca captions because they were, they were British. It's about the, but the, and they, like, they, they dragged their words. I don't understand it. It's like talking to G-Man. No, G-Man talks a different Well, that's interesting. There's the glasses. That's kind of cool. That is impressive. Are those for sale, you guys? Wait a minute. But how the hell can you see by doing that? You can't see. It's hmm. kind of like the camera and the teleprompter. It's interesting, right? I need that. <laughs> then you're going to stand, cross your leg, and fall over and see the words. You're too young to be too old. Does that make sense? I'm aging by the moment. I think you're too so young hurry to up be and too old. My glasses. All right. You want to take a break or is Chanel on the line, you guys? Is Chanel on? Uh, not yet. Not yet. So we're going to be talking to Chanel from San Francisco. You've got a big announcement, don't we? I don't know. We got to talk to Chanel. All right. She's, she is here. We're going to bring over Pamela Chanel David, the host of The Reinvented Life, all the way from San Francisco, California. And I was talking to Chanel during the week. Unfortunately, our good friend Lynn Everard passed for some personal reasons, which I think really brings to light more of what Chanel stands for and why it is so important to take your health and your life back into your own hands. 100% correct. Right? And I see you even went out and walked the other day again. I do. I try to get out there. You know, the, the rainstorms so here yeah. and the people coming in, you got to sort of do this between the drives. Right? I'm going to, right after the show, I'm going to go take a walk. All right. So let's bring Chanel over. And there she is. Oh, I'm Hi. so excited to be here with you. Where are you now? I'm actually uh, at a client's location and just took a break and couldn't wait to get on the show. It's beautiful. Thank you. They're going to turn up the speaker. Yeah. So you have some exciting news so we can really go coast to coast now. It's Friday. We've been waiting patiently. I do. So we are going to open studios with you guys um, in the San Francisco Bay Area within another six weeks. I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. So six weeks. I am so excited. Six weeks. And what are we going to call yeah, this? Yeah, by the time we put it on. What well, are you, gonna you know, it's going to be part of the Reinvented Life Center. And it'll be part of the Reinvented Life Center. And I think the San Francisco Bay Studios is incredible, or the Bay Area Studios. I love that. Six weeks. It's kind of in alignment with this Gypsy Nation concert in San Francisco. That's on the 23rd, 4th, I, and 5th. I know. I know. We may be heading we out We may be there. heading out there at the end of the month, so we can do a little bit of both. Be perfect. And I think it's just so exciting to be part of your expansion 
and to take this and just empower it into something so much bigger. Now we were talking so much of your platform and I want you just to let people know what your platform is, why it's so important. When losing Lynn was so devastating to losing a friend, but a lot of it came down to personal health choices. There are things that happen in our lives that we cannot control, but then there are things that we can hopefully try to be a little bit proactive on and things that we need to do just to maintain it. And that's why I love having you as part of what we do. And you did that with your life. You went to the doctor, I don't even remember how many years ago, and he said, you know, you got a choice to make. You do or you die. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's so interesting about this is we take it all for granted. We take our health so for granted that people don't stop to think that if we don't take it into our own hands, we may not have a life to take for granted. But what made you do instead of say, you know what, I'm just going to continue to eat what I want to eat, not work out, go on this life trajectory that I raised my kids. What made you change your mind and say, I, I'm worth living for? Because I think that's the crux of it. Are you worth, in your mind, are you worthy of a better life? Well, I didn't think about that at first, to be honest. It was just a wake up call that I knew if I didn't do something, I would not be here. So I didn't think about the worthiness. I didn't think about the value. I simply realized that my health was in such dire condition. I completely abandoned my health, took care of everything else. My family, my work, my community, my relationships, everything else came first. And I didn't realize that the critical part of it was me and me showing up the strongest. So I had to reclaim that mind and body connection. And I didn't think about it as value till much later. I was so morbidly obese that I had 200 pounds to lose. My blood sugars were so through the roof that my doctor had no idea how I was still here. My blood pressure, my cholesterol, everything was so in such dire shape, I guess I would say. And so the reclaiming of that had to start with, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And it's what you said, Don. it's everything. It was my nutrition, it was my fitness. But it started with the notion that I had to reclaim and make a connection with my mind and my body and be sure that they were in alignment. So the journey led me to realize about that, led me to realize that I was worth so much more than I had let myself become. And the biggest piece was I had a notion in my mind a disbelief or a limiting belief, whatever you want to think about it as, that paying any attention to myself was actually being very selfish. But the truth is, it was being selfish if I didn't pay attention to myself. Because when we show up the strongest physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, 
that's when we can begin to make the biggest contribution. So that notion had to be completely reevaluated. You know, it's interesting because the, the test of your core, of your real belief is, okay, losing the weight, working at it, it's an everyday deal, but keeping it off, staying in the plan with longevity. But think about it, too, and you've lost what? At their highest, you were 83 pounds you lost. Yes. 83 pounds, 200 pounds. That's people weight. I mean, that's as much as a person or two people. How do you make that first step without getting frustrated? So in the beginning, I was getting frustrated. And all I kept thinking about was how much I had to lose. If I look back on it now, I've lost just a pound or so under 180 of that. Right, so an entire huge person. But it was overwhelming and I was getting frustrated. And the biggest shift came when I realized if I kept thinking about what I needed to lose, how much I had to get rid of, all the stuff that was plaguing me and was a nuisance, it kept staying. But it, the shift came when I realized it was not about that. When I trained my mind, because this is as much a physical transformation as it is an emotional and mental one. When I trained my mind to think of it is as, how can I treat myself better? How can I treat myself more kindly? How can I treat myself with the most grace? Then it became something that I was excited to do for myself versus had to lose or get rid of. And that is the mind-boggling shift that people can't sort of wrap their head around. But if they take it in digestible steps, and that's what I now do, look at where people are with them, where they want to be, and the successive steps that happen to go into that. How is the reinvented life center going to be different, say, from going to a, a WW center or different than a Nutrisystem center? So I think that it's going to encompass all four areas of one's life. So it isn't just, again, weight loss. We want people to concentrate on how do they treat themselves. I've coined this term personal justice. How does one treat themselves with the greatest personal justice in the kindest way possible? And that's what the center is going to represent. It's going to be all modalities. It is not going to just be about weight loss. Reinventing one's life is not just about weight loss. It is about looking at one's life in whole, in totality, and there will be services offered there that's going to help in every aspect of one's life, both physically in presence there and offerings online so people everywhere can come into this community. The piece of it I'm most excited about is the centerpiece of it is going to be what we're collaborating on. What we are going to have there is a studio that people can come in, they can come into that space, they can use that space to do a podcast, to do a live stream, to get their message out there to the world. And so how it is going to differ it is 
going to differ in terms of the community that it's going to represent. I got to tell you, I, I get to see a poster of me seven years ago when I was at my, my heaviest weight. And my friend here will not let me take it down. But, you know, now I look at it and it's been a journey because you're 100% right. To reinvent yourself has to start with you believing in yourself, in believing that you deserve to live as long as you can because it's a ripple effect. You know, when, when you're sick and not well, like what happened to me, and I looked around at what I was leaving behind me, the pain and all the tears and everything else, and I was sitting in the ICU bed. That's the day I said, you know what, enough is enough. Because of everybody else suffering of what I was going through, and I, didn't, I took it for granted. And I ended up that day saying, you know what, if God gives me another chance, I'm going to make him proud because I'm going to keep going, I'm going to keep doing. And my goodness, I've, and I'm still doing it. It's not a one-day thing. This is constantly, but it's not only the weight. It's the sugar. It's the brain. It's the leadership. It's feeling good about one another and other people as well. So it does not stop. Oh, they're bringing birthday balloons. We're and Freddie, that is the key right there. And why I am so excited about this center is it is going to have people milling around there, being there, coming in for the services, broadcasting their messages out. But it's all about what you just said, which is that belief. And it's going to start with what are our disbeliefs right now so that we can convert them into beliefs. Your disbeliefs right now in people's lives, what you're thinking about and what you don't believe is possible is the key to your success. And looking at it from that perspective, your disbelief is really where the success lies because it's in totality. It is everything you just said, Freddie. If one continues to feed their body with sugar and other things that aren't serving them well, it is going to be difficult to change their whole trajectory. So someone has to be willing to say, what is my worth? What is my value? And that's where I am so passionate about this. Because if I can show someone the way, if I can inspire them to save their lives and to become more mindful about how they're treating themselves, they're going to feel better. And one, start, one starts feeling better now it can be something that they design. I always say that it's when people live life by design versus just by default and not taking it in their own hands. Is it effort to do so? Absolutely. But I'm passionate about it because we need to save lives. We are coming together and why I am so excited about the continued collaboration with both of you and what you stand for and what all your shows stand for is that we have to come together to live life in a healthier way and realize we may not be able to control the world, but what we can do is control our personal environments and our personal spaces. 
I got to tell you, and it's it's no coincidence because we just landed a deal with the Gypsy Kings, a.k.a. the Gypsy Nation. Nation. Um, and they are going to be in San Francisco, like Dawn said, in six weeks. And wouldn't it be nice on opening day to have them playing there and us capturing it and sending it back here, sending it back here to maybe theaters and some other things that we were talking about? You know, it's an amazing ride. It's an amazing ride when you meet people along the way. And you just got to tip your hat. Like we met also with Dawn the Book, and I thanked her because she's been with us since the very beginning. Right. There are certain things in your life that you have to sort of say, you know what, God, thank you, because you're one of those examples. Yeah. You are helping others find a way of making it better for themselves and for the loved ones around them, and that's super, super special. You don't get that. You can't buy a ticket to that. You just have to live it. And then you have to pinch yourself and say, is this really happening? Is it? And then you become, for lack of a better term, their accountability buddy. People are going to lean on you because you've walked this walk. People lean on you, Freddie, because you've walked the walk. It doesn't mean they choose it, right? We've had this conversation earlier today. But you're here, you know it. You know it's a change of mindset. It's a change of lifestyle. It's not just weight. It's an entire change of lifestyle and what you thought you needed for food. Food is nutrition to keep your body going. Food is not about being overweight, being in ill health, having to take more medications. Food should support your body, not and, harm your and body. And reinvent right? yourself is also mental, is spiritual, That's the biggest is physical. Part, right? There's a lot of reinvent to yeah. reinvent. True. Weight is just one thing. But I'm going to tell you something. It, right here, when you get this done... And this done, all of this follows. And it begins to be something you're excited about and you get to do versus what you have to do. When things are heavy, and I don't mean heavy just in a physical sense, but like you say, in an emotional sense and in a mental sense, it's hard to see light. It is hard to see beyond the weight of it all. So what I love doing is helping people to take steps. And when they feel success in one aspect, then add another little step and add another little step. Because as an example, our gut health is incredibly important. And here I was way into my journey not even realizing, to be honest, what gut health was really all about. And now studying about the gut and now realizing that no matter how well we aim to put the right nutrition in our bodies and do the right things, if our guts aren't clean to receive it, we can do it all day long and people get frustrated. They don't see the results. But when we nourish ourselves and when we clean our guts, our guts send signals to our brain much, much clearer. So we realize, well, we're actually hungry when we just feed ourselves to feed each other, or feed ourselves. When we can receive the nutrients because our guts are clean, it's a much different scenario. So it all starts to fall together 
and it all starts to form success and the human mind wants success it wants wins it wants to feel good and people just give up when they don't at one point or another so i think, I think a lot of it, it it's hope also and it's hope you're giving people hope yes. and coaching and it can be daunting you know if someone is wanting to lose 20 pounds again it's not about the weight loss it's about what can we uncover together to see what is it that's stopping that because it's all possible our bodies are incredible our bodies talk about reinventing its ability to reinvent it's catching it in time so it doesn't get too far and putting our bodies back into a balance and a homeostasis and dawn that's at the end of the day what it's all about is seeing that there's hope and inspiring the hope in all of it because that's what people want to hang on to and that's what keeps people from giving up and just having everything fail. I got to tell you the part about cleaning your gut. She's so right. That's why you should drink a lot of water because water would begin to clean your gut. Mm -hmm. And then water also serves as a filler to appetite. It's like an anti, what is that? Anti um, hunger thing. Uh, even my doctor said to me, you know, Freddie, that's a good point. He gave me this whole thing about, if you drink enough water, it begins to clean your gut, and you will lose the weight. But the bottom line here is you got to trust the process. And who's the process? You're the process. If you can't trust you to do the right thing because you said, I want to, it starts there. If you really want to and you trust the process being you, anything can be accomplished. Not at the degree from here at Santa Claus, but you build up to it until you get to where you want to be. That's what I'm excited about. I got to tell you, when I first met you, I used to tell everybody in the studio, you see this lady? Remember? This lady's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yep. Because what you stand for is amazing. It's just amazing. The, the, the journey that you go through. When I, I go to Weight Watchers, and I'm not afraid to say that. I'm not ashamed to say that, because there are some really serious, wonderful souls in that room. And they are all on the same path. They want to improve their life. And we enjoy doing it. It's not even about the weight anymore. Some are diabetic, some aren't. But I tell them about you. And I tell them about when I first met you and what it meant to me. And sometimes you don't really know what it means to people because they only see the weight. It's a lot more than just the weight, man. If you think it's the weight and that's what you see, that's fine. But it's a lot more than that. Nolene used to always say, everyone wants to be seen, heard, and understood. And that's what I see is coming out of the Reinvention Life, Reinvented Life Studio Center. Because you're going to see them. They're going to show up for you. You're going to listen to what they have to say. But you're going to understand it because you've walked the walk of your own journey. And day one is you want to live. It doesn't mean you really know what gut health is. You just make that decision on day one not to die. Right? And day two is, all right, I'm past day one, and I'm going to maybe not eat that cake today, whatever that looks like. 
And then you start getting a little more into it. When your doctor circled your body parts in a black Sharpie. I remember that. You could have cared less about gut health. You just knew you wanted to live. That's right. I had to find a way. And then little by little, she shows you all the products she's on, you drinking your water, you're walking, one step at a time. And you, and and you, you, and you watch it. what you eat. You right. don't eat carbs. You're a diabetic. You get your A1 down from, from 12 down to 6. And everybody in the yeah. medical facility comes over, and they're in shock. And they're like, they've never seen this before. They thought that I wasn't. And I told them, I says, Doc, when you see me, I'm going to get off my meds. And he says, no, Freddie, I'm going to take you off your meds. What a statement from my doctor that day. But that's the other thing I want you to talk about that's really important. You can't just take yourself off your medications. No, 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 no. Right? No. And, and to, for Chanel also, I'm sure you were on some medications for blood pressure and sugar. Do not go cold turkey on your medications. No. Please be under medical supervision for all of this. And trust the process. They, they will take you off them little by little because medicine is changing. It's changing. Medicine, the whole outlook is changing. Yeah. But you got to make them, give them a reason to change it. Get that blood sugar down. You know, don't eat uh, meat every four day, every every day of the week. Change. Try to change. And a lot of people don't like change. It's not that they don't like it. No, nah, they're it's not comfortable. Hard. It's, they're not comfortable with it. But good stuff sometimes ain't comfortable. You know, they say success sometimes ain't comfortable. You got to grow into it, okay? And this move to San Francisco is my first step towards success. How much discomfort do I sit in every day? Every day. <laughs> Even changing my Instagram password. I'm like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. And I said, it's just what you got to go to. So when people say, what kind of day you having, and then other people will say, it ain't good. You know what I tell them? It's just uncomfortable. It's growth. That's all it is. Well, where is the new center going to be? Have you found the location? It's gonna, yeah, so it's going to be in a in a part. Um, it's hard to describe because a lot of people don't know the area, but it's going to be a, in a part of a city um, that is still really flourishing. It's got great parking area to it. Um, it's it's a hub. It's a vibe. It's got a lot of artistic area nice. to it, and. Um, just excited. You know, I'm a fifth generation San Franciscan. My kids are sixth generation San Franciscans. And so it feels so good to be able to establish something in that hometown that's been the hometown for generations. And it's ever evolving. And it, so it goes along the line with reinventing. When are you looking? I, September? I, I, I would be remiss. Yeah. We are, and I would be remiss, I, I have to emphasize this for anyone listening, absolutely what Dawn said is critical. Yeah. If you are on any kind of medications, please do this journey in conjunction with your medical professional. Yeah. Because I think it's so important that people don't just get off of this and get off of that. I'm fortunate today, I only, take supplements that support my body and support that gut health and get rid of toxins. But this again was a journey. And so I would not advise anyone get off medications, as you said, cold turkey. That's really important. And we're gonna have some fun speakers that come into this center that's gonna speak about that. 
that's going to speak about toxins and it's going to speak about what is the generation today dealing with that the one before us did it and the one before that and the one before that. We're going to have a lot of interesting speakers and authors here at this center too. And that's what excites me is that the education part of it, we're going to have fun with. It is definitely not going to be a boring, uh, you know, too, too uh, dry, I guess would be the best word. No, we're going to have dynamic people that are involved in the shifts. And one of them is how do you deal with medications and how do you deal with really protocols that are in your life now? It's the same thing. You look at what it is now, you look at where you want to go and what makes the most sensible, smartest and safest way to get there. You know what's exciting to me? I'm listening to you thinking, I want to go hear these speakers, but wait, she's in San Francisco, but wait, there's going to be a studio so we can turn on the cameras and we can watch it and we can stream it and we can get this out exactly. to the masses instead of just those that live in San Francisco. This is all going through my head, right? Don't you want to hear all of these amazing speakers? Yeah, and that's why I'm so, yeah, See, now she's got me so all excited. excited about it because the center, yeah. Well, the centerpiece <laughs> of it is going to be this studio. The reason that this all comes together is because of the talent and expertise and connections, to be honest, that you guys have, that we can get this message out. So we have the benefit of the personal one-on-one -on -one connection together, but this could be broadcast around the world. It's very exciting. This is amazing. Think about that. The things that all, everything she's you know, talking about, we can now stream you know, it. You're, so, it you're funny. Why? Because you're thinking about this now. I've been thinking about this for three years. I know, but look how close we are now. If it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for COVID, we would have been there by now. I know. Because it takes, you have to build up to doing these things. There's a couple of offices out there that we're talking to, uh, to opening, but this is probably the closest one that we're going to be. And San Francisco is so beautiful. Is it? You've been. No, I only ate the rice aroni. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no. The Golden Gate Bridge, are you by that? The rice yes, right by it. And I actually live right just on the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge. There is so many beautiful things. And one of the things I didn't mention, I'm glad you mentioned it, is I want to take this on the road. I want to show people around the San Francisco Bay Area. There is a outlook point that we could actually do a show from that would have the live, not a screen of the Golden Gate Bridge behind us, but an actual live. And I've started to talk to businesses in the area that would be willing for us to come in and yeah. actually broadcast for a day from there. So it's going to be something that people can actually experience. And that's the beauty of the technology is that we can bring an experience to people that is dynamic and it goes along and is aligned with reinvention. Reinvention is about staying in movement, being fluid, being dynamic. A static set way of doing things does not fall within the alignment of a reinvented life. People want to be able to see, people want to take in, and it is, you know, from a 
nutrition standpoint, an absolute hub around the world of what is going on in the Bay Area with nutrition and the focus on nutrition and the focus on, you know, getting rid of toxins and a lot of exciting movements here in the farm. The fork movement, of course, is, you know, everywhere now, but uh, there's particular concentration of things in the San Francisco Bay Area that'll be really fun to bring to all your viewers and all your listeners. You know what else is really exciting? Chanel never talks about this, but she has her MBA. So once you get your life back on track, your health on track, and you've got the energy, and you now want to reinvent your career or scale up your profession because you feel good, there she is right there with all of this business knowledge and how to do all of these things to grow your business, to scale up your life, because now you've become a 180 and you've reinvented everything. Well, you become a multifaceted division of things that you can do, uh, again, physically, mentally, business-wise. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't, you can't work at your top level um, without feeling good about yourself. So they go hand without in hand. Without feeling good. <laughs> and they got to right. go hand in hand. Right. It, it, thank you for bringing that up. It is about peak performance. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about achieving peak performance and about performing that is in alignment with who you are, closer to your soul, closer to being authentic. I have a very unique position, I guess I do come from, because Don, you're right. I can take a look at something from a business perspective, but also a personal perspective. When I have clients that are referred to me, business clients that are referred to me, it does not take long. And I'm talking within one or two weeks of working with a client to recognize that one's business is reflective of one's life. So I really work with people to look at the totality of everything in their life and see how one plays against the other. Because when you can find success in one area, again, it's that he is the success. Now you know it's possible. Our brains want evidence of what's possible. And it's amazing. it is amazing what happens with people's business when they start to look at things in their life that are potentially holding them back. I encourage people to reach out to me. You know, maybe you can put on the screen, you know, info at the reinventedlife.com. Have people reach out to me because it elevates what all of us are doing together. You know, we had this full moon, he laughs at me. On Monday and Tuesday, we had this super full moon, and it was all about getting rid of all the 33 years of old negative things that held us back for every for everybody. And you see what's happened this week: all these positive changes that have come forward. Chanel didn't get to this point in a day. It's been years of hard work. We didn't get to where we are in a day. Years of hard work. Look at G-Man. Look how hard he's worked. Look at Roycey, 27. Changing her life now, three more months with us through what she's doing. This super moon, whatever you want to call it, astrologically in the stars, is giving people fresh yes. hope and perspective to keep going. Yes. In your mindset. And then Chanel's going to help us do it on paper. 
because my mind has a lot of things, but Chanel's going to help me put you from here to a piece of paper on business plans. We had someone in well, today who's been working on a business plan for five years. Five years. And what's really nice is that once one feels a little success, it can be the first step. What I take people through is in a step process. So it can be the first step that then ignites that flame. You know, we need our flames ignited. We need the ability to see that what we're doing actually can make a difference in the lives of ourselves and of others. So what you see now over the course of many years, there's just as much excitement as people could have on day one. I get very excited every single time I meet with a client and I end that client call with, do you feel better? Do you feel like you have some tangible things in place to work with? And I don't end that call until we do. And inevitably the answer is yes, every time. Wow. You ready for this once journey? Once you feel it, once you feel We can walk Lombard time. Street, we can get on the trolley, we can go get Girardelli chocolate, you can smell it, I can eat it. We can do all kinds of fun things. It's always I smell and you eat, yeah, okay. <laughs> Chanel, I'm so excited. I smell well, it. I am too, you. and again, the partnership, you know, the partnership with both of you is incredible, and there's no coincidence, yep. and we collectively, as a collective, are going to light a lot of new things on fire for people. It's that supermoon. You know, there's another one, August 31st. And we're back to and that And that's again. when the studio's opening, so you never know where yeah. life takes Whatever you. Whatever it takes. If your belief in the moon creates positive energy, then so be it. Now, who am so I to argue? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited. Keep us posted. Send pictures, video. All right. Have a Very wonderful exciting. weekend. All right. It was great Thank seeing you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. So exciting. You think so? What do you think? I, I, I told you that I wanted to have this all over the place. We're looking at San Francisco, Los Angeles. Um, we're going to send Arizona out to be a correspondent there. Um, still working on New York, which I have to talk to you about. Something else just came up. But I got to tell you, it, it, it's an amazing ride because, um, and I know that when you came to me, I used to go to iHeart and carry stuff and all that. But there was six years before that, there was even more uncomfortable growth. Uh, where I sat in these rooms with these little cameras and people used to say to me, I used to be in the booth at NN, in the booth with their microphones. I was not in the other room. Gio says, go to the other room because you're making people feel uncomfortable in there. So I was in there with a laptop and cameras, moving cameras around, everything from one area. And I look at that and I look at now and I look at tomorrow. And that's scary, man. That's, that's a change from A to Z and then back to A again and back to Z again. It's come full circle, but it does work. This is so, this is, it works. And to see the excitement in other people's face, to be able to bring these speakers on a national level, 
to be able to zoom in where she is in San Francisco and watch that lecture on gut health, to get that out to our people on a whole, and then bigger venue. To be able to get Gypsy Nation out to family in France is pretty remarkable. Which is, he's excited about that. You know, to get the wall that's going to be this immersive sound light experience right here at FAU at the K Auditorium worldwide for people to tune into. Sponsorship opportunities are available. We just got all of that information, red carpet of interviews, spotlight your business on Chiroldi's available as well. So we're going to be pushing all of this information out. A lot of platforms, a lot of energy, and a lot of excitement. And if you jump in on this thing, watch what happens. We're going to be entering, getting out of the summer, going into the fall. And you want to start generating interest now. You want to start pumping the volume up. Listen, it's the technology that's taking us to these concerts to make it visual. That's entertainment. But we're making the connections with the community visual. We're putting you in the heart of these things with people that are going to be there. It's a big difference of showing a product in front of thousands and say, check this out, see if you want to get in. This is your business. As opposed to just saying, let me sit back and see if somebody's going to knock on the door. It's really common sense. You just got to do it. You can't be afraid of doing it. You just got to do it. Gypsy Nation, FAU, I got to tell you something. And there's more to come. We, we got to negotiate some other things. We have um, J.C. Dreesen is going to be doing her gig again. October 19th. October 19th. Thursday October night. 19th, a Thursday night. We're going to put that whole thing together again. But we want to invite more people. Again, our apologies for those that did not get tickets again on us. We're going to grow it bigger. And if you're one of those people that I had to turn away, come and see me. I'm going to have a little gift for you. Okay, if you're one of the people that I turned away, come and see me, and I'll have a gift for you because we're going to go to the bigger theater. And again, it's on me. I never expected in July to sell, sell out the theater. So that's on me. And I learned something. And I'm mad enough to say I was wrong, so come on and help me make it right. More to come. I'm going to take a commercial break. Let's do that. All right, get more to come. Wait. They tell me wait. Uh -oh. oh. Oh. There you go. Happy birthday, Emily. Josh's sister, Sweet 16 from Amp2 TV. Look at that flying balloon. Wow, look at that. That's pretty nice, cool. Nice, beautiful. Happy birthday, Emily. A happy birthday to Zachary's sister. And happy birthday to Royce. You all have the same birthday. Every day at the same time? Same day. They were yep. born the same day? Yep, Thank all you. yesterday. That's what they say. I'm happy to part of this family. Welcome to our family. We're happy to have you. G-Man went and got her more balloons. You got a lot of birthdays. I'm going to tell you, it is good to be you sometimes. Did you have a nice birthday? Yeah. Did your I sister did. have a nice, you know, she's a twin. Yes. yes. Yep, Royce mm -hmm. has a fraternal twin sister. Yes. Did Sarah have a nice birthday? Yeah, she did. What'd you guys do? Uh, we went out for a dinner. Where'd in a kosher restaurant. A kosher restaurant, okay. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, we did. And we had lots of calls for, from Turkey. Wow, <laughs> so nice. 27, a lifetime. And look how far you've come in three months. Look how much you've taught us all. Thanks for what you told me. I learned a lot oh, in more to come. that three months. And I'm willing to learn more. That's right. We're going to get on the phone and get you extended to a year. Give me the phone. <laughs> That's a bed, by the way. You could just move in. That's right. Don't worry about nothing. 
It all works out at the end. Happy birthday, Emily. Happy birthday, Roycey. Happy birthday, Sarah. And happy birthday, I don't know Zach's sister's name, but happy birthday to her as well. Let's go to commercial Let's break. Go to commercial A break. lot of birthdays. I'm all over the place. More to come. We'll be right back. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over the phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. Call 855-348-5925. That's 855-348-5925. Again, 855-348-5925. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare, and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom, and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Stephanie Jaffe is a world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com. If you've been injured in an accident that's not your fault and you don't have an attorney, Listen up, we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions and tell you what your case is potentially worth. 
Hi, I'm Gina along with spokesman Rob. So Rob, tell the folks at home who should call right now. Just like you said, Gina, anyone who's been injured in an accident that was not your fault, you don't have an attorney, give us a call right now. We're going to answer all of your questions and we'll let you know what your case is potentially worth. Thanks, Rob. You heard it, folks at home. Pick up the phone. Call now. Everybody wants cheap airfare, but where do you find it? You call low-cost airlines. They specialize in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rental rates, and with the best price guarantee. If you want the lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these rates. Experts are standing by 24-7 to get you the cheapest airfare and hotel rates available. So don't wait. Call now. Hey, Kaylee, what's up? Hey, nothing, what's up? Uh, nothing, just looking for music for Grandpa that I listen to while we're in the car. What's wrong with listening to now? Uh... Let's just say we have different tastes, you know? Why don't you try to listen to a podcast on Spotify? Um, like which one? The Broken Cafe Studio one is really good. Uh, okay, I'll try that one out, thanks. <laughs> It's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Amp Media Studios, Dawn and Freddie Yes and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now... Back to Dawn and Freddie S. And we're back. What are you playing this weekend? You're excited? Uh, yeah. No, I'm really excited about the next events now. We got JC, we got FAU, which is Pink Floyd the Wall. Is that what it's called? Correct. Is that what it is? Yeah. And then we have um, the Gypsy Nation, a.k.a. At Gulfstream on September 3rd. And then somewhere along the line, there's uh, Canada and San Francisco. And the Reinvented Life Studio is going to be opening and up. And that's San Francisco, so that's six. I can't fit everything in one hand. Plus, we've got Sunscape, which is next Thursday. And that's this coming Thursday, Sunscape. Come on down, watch us do our thing. Josh is going to do some production with the crew in there. G-Man, they're going to be handling the four shows at night. That's on Thursday the 10th, and then on Friday the 11th from 6 to 9, we've got Beauty, Bubbles, and Bling at Lenora's Place, formerly known as Grapes. If you know Lenora Nolan Ryan, it's her chef's kitchen. It is Grapes. It is her catering school. It is everything that she does right on Federal Highway. It's a great event for men and women, and all they're asking, it's a free event, fashion show, raffles, tapas, drinks, bubbles, bling, is that you bring a purse a bag, a purse, a tote, new or gently used, filled with items to give back to Dress for Success. They have plenty of clothes, but they don't have accessories. So toiletries, makeup, hygiene items, fill the purse up and bring it, and that is your admission in. And if you're a teacher, you go and get stuff. Go get a dress. At Dress for purse, Success, yes. For, dress for Success, and they are taking this for all teachers, and one teacher will asking you to bring another the buddy-buddy system. So one turns to two, turn, two turns to four. It's, a, it's an unbelievable um, situation, and it's a thank you to the teachers here in South Florida because, as you could tell today, 
It ain't easy to be a teacher in this state, sorry to say. It's crazy to be a teacher in any state, but especially Florida. Florida. The pay is low, although I heard Broward County has approved some higher pay. I don't know what that looks like. We'll see. We'll bring in some teacher, teacher appreciation there. We should have done that right before school. Isn't school two weeks? Schools, teachers go back. I think teachers went back yesterday, actually, at least in Did Palm they? Beach County. They went back yesterday, and then they've got some personal development days, and the kids go back the following week. So check it out. That's on the 12th? That is on August, Friday, August 11th. And yeah. then on Sunday, for all of you that knew our good friend Lynn Everard, there is a memorial light service for him on Sunday at one of their friends' house who was kind enough to open their doors on Sunday the 13th. So you can reach out to us for more information on that at someone's home. So a lot of stuff going on. Anybody see movies this weekend? You gonna see that? You saw that already. I saw it. You saw it too. I haven't seen Barbie yet. You haven't? You gotta take that with you. If you get that, you take it with you, they give you a free popcorn. Ah, uh -huh. really? Yeah. I just say this. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna take this with me. I'm gonna head over to Movies of Delray tomorrow night. To see that? I think I wanna see Sound of Freedom. Oh, man, you know, you gotta mess everything up. I'm gonna go see the Oppenheimer, then go see Sound of Freedom. I, I saw, saw Oppenheimer. But I think I'd, everyone has had such rave reviews about Sound of Freedom. I want to see what they're You got to take the Kleenex. I know, that's what I heard. It's a sad You know, I don't want to see another I sad I don't know, movie. I have to see what oh. else they have there. But Oppenheimer is another sad movie, right? You saw Oppenheimer. There's no way Chuckles eat Barbie. Uh, it, it just got me mad. It got you mad. You Sound cry of freedom? for this and you get mad for that. I, I, well, I cry for Oppenheimer, but like in angry tears kind of thing. I can see why. I see. So I have to see what else is at Movies of Delray, but I think I'm going to head over there tomorrow, and maybe I'll see you there. Yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> maybe I'll You're see you there. You're going to go in one direction, I'm going to go in another. It's all right. I saw Oppenheimer. You will like it. You'll enjoy it. But Sound of Freedom has gotten so many rave reviews, and as an independent filmmaker. It's amazing. Because Denise amazing told me she's reading Frank's book, Stuck in Traffic, and it's something that I think we need to really be more aware of what, the difficult situation that we have here, especially in South Florida. It's a bad situation of it what's is. going on. You got you to get your head out of the sand because you know what happens when you put your head down in the sand, what sticks up in the air? You're like a flamingo. Your derriere goes up your in the air. Your derriere is in the air. What else is out in the movie theaters? I don't even know. I don't know. Is there anything out new? Anybody I don't think Gold is new? out yet. I don't think the new fall movies have come out yet. I think we're still on summer you saw blockbusters. Golda? Powerhouse. Gold or my air? Powerhouse woman. I'm going to go see that because that woman stood up and she says we will not back down and boom. Well, right now what's going on in, in Israel politically is a mess. A mess. A you mess. know what it is? The guy went back into power. What's his name? Sotomayor? Netanyahu. No, his name? Who? Netanyahu. Yeah, what the hell's wrong with this guy? It's not him. It was the vote that they passed that, and I understand this way of thinking, but I also understand it's discrimination on that side also, but that's a whole nother politics, and I'm not in Israel to know really the ins and outs of it, but. I don't understand when man has to fight man to prove a point. But look, but go back to the Bible. Look what they did to Jesus. I know that, but there ain't no Jesus here. But man, and what if man you does learn the man, lesson, you don't do it again. What man Hello. does to mankind, I feel like we're going right back to the Bible. I told somebody that, and they said, well, I never thought about it that way. Jesus was persecuted by our own people. It, thought is what killed Jesus. Fear and thought. And fear will always kill you or somebody else because you, know, you got to be open-minded. Have a dialogue. Have a discussion. You know, if there's a square piece, why can't everybody just live in harmony? Why is it you got to be different than them? 
But the Golden movie is going to be powerful. I know there's the Israeli soccer team. Is that the movie, or is it, is it soccer the or football? Baseball team. Baseball. I know that's it's coming out. It's out there already. No, it came out. Okay. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I don't know. You're like the movie buff. I, I know, never I go to the it. movies. I was gonna. There was so many good movies that I went to see, and it was gone already. So we'll have to see how the weekend goes. I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but get ready. But check us out. Come uh, this uh, Saturday to the uh, movies of Delray. Delray. Come on, join us. Say hi. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe I give. I carry some tickets with me or something. I give away some tickets there. Oh wait a minute. I can't. My friend gave them all away. <laughs> Actually, you come, you see me. I think I have two, two buried back there. All right, Josh, you got plans this weekend? Nothing hanging? Oh, going to finish the music finish video. The awesome. Nice. How about you, birthday girl? Nothing yet, but as you told me, there are some new movies. I will look them up. Look them up. Abraham's going to be enjoying his new car. You stay safe. And thank you again to Rob Klein at Gunther Mazda in Pembroke Pines for hooking him up with a nice deal. You should call them to thank them. I texted him last night. Okay, very good. Nice. Let's nice. see what else we got. All right, ready to wrap this up? I am because I got phone calls and stuff to do. I know. All right, have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe, be kind to each other. Come visit us tomorrow night at Movies of Delray. See what's going on, and we'll see you Monday, 9 a.m. drive time. Crew, thank you very much for today, thank and we'll you. see you Monday. Don't be late. Bye-bye. Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show's over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from 12 to 2. If you missed some of the laughs from today, Dawn and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show. We'll see you next time.